and this episode, I give you an insight into the world of Devon Hunter. Congratulations. We talk about Mercury Retrograde and what we can do about it, and we interview singer, songwriter, and priest David Wood. You know, I tried to ride on a broomstick last night, and it actually kind of hurts. The Modern Witch Podcast is about to start. Hi, welcome back to the Modern Witch Podcast. I'm your host, Devin Hunter. I want to take a moment and respond to some of the emails I've gotten. Um, a lot of people are asking, you know, who I am and what do I do? Um, and I get that you're listening to the podcast and you're like, well, who the hell is this Devin guy? So I wanted to formally introduce you to me. Um, again, I'm Devin Hunter. I am the house medium for the Mystic Dream in Walnut Creek, California. Um, and I recommend that everybody check it out. Go to the website. Um, it's just www.themysticdream.com. Um, you can do shopping. You can. There's always awesome, just amazing amounts of information on the on the store's website about witchcraft, about um, the psychics that we have at the store, um, teachings, and I mean all kinds of good stuff. So definitely check out the store. Um, and they just updated it and put all this new awesome information onto it. So I do recommend that. Um, Partly because not only do I work there as the house medium, but I I do get a lot of underwriting support for the show um, from the Mystic Dream. So I really do recommend that you guys go out and check it out. And uh, yeah, so check out themysticdream.com. Um, but uh, again, I'm the house medium there. Um, I, am, I teach witchcraft and I teach psychic development at the store. Um, as the house medium, I, I really, my primary concern is to really check up on the other psychics that are there, make sure everybody's got what they need, um, how the hiring of the new psychics, things like that, um, I, I keep up on. I want to make sure um, my, again, you know, pretty much that the store has a good reputation as far as the psychics go, that the people that are there are real psychics, not frauds, you know, things like that. And we have a, an awesome, amazing team of practitioners and psychics there at the store. So yeah, so come on in if you're in town. Um, we're in Walnut Creek. Um, and I'm really proud of that store. I'm really proud of the work that I get to do at the store. Um, really, as a witch, my, my, my skills, my, my craft really developed organically from being a psychic. Um, I spent the, the majority of my, my younger life um, practicing witchcraft and not really knowing it. Um, I didn't have the vocabulary to really express what I was experiencing. Um, and, you know, always talking to spirits, always talking to other people's spirit guides. Um, I mean, you just name it. I had, I had a really interesting spiritual childhood. So, um, and I'm a product of that, essentially. Um, and, and really, again, you know, I found witchcraft organically through my psychic skills. And a lot of witches do that the other way around. Actually, I don't think I've ever met a psychic who became a witch. It's usually witches that become um, some sort of tarot reader or something like that because they develop the divination skills um, through the craft because it is part of the craft. Um, and again, you know, like with me, it was the other way around. I, I found witchcraft through being a psychic. And as a psychic, really what I end up doing the majority of the time is really helping people take a good look at their souls. Um, because as a medium, mediums don't just have the ability to look at 
spirits that are there. I mean, if you can look at a soul, you can look at any soul. And so one of the things that I really pride myself on as a psychic is the ability to kind of open up the aura and open up the energy fields and really take a good hard look at the soul. And what is the soul experiencing in this moment? And giving my clients um, in, in that consultation details about what is their soul experiencing, um, you know, through the past life, sometimes that pops up, um, really karmically what's going on in their lives, you know, things like that. And I like to give them lots and lots of detail to help them out with their issues, um, all kinds of stuff like that. And I really i am proud of the work that I do. Um, I'm, I'm very happy that I have the ability to do that and make a living at it. Um, a lot of psychics don't really have the ability to do that because um, you really got to be established and you really got to get out there and find somewhere to, to read and to be a consul- you know, a consultant. And I have that ability, so I'm blessed with that. Um, I, I also teach, um, again, psychic development there at the store. I have a seven-week Tarot intensive that is really successful, um, and we're going to start that up again in October. So I'm stoked about that. At the same hand, uh, you know, and in within the same realm, um, I do teach really the introductory levels of, of psychic development, um, and I really am currently developing uh, the the other classes that will come from that about not just psychic development, but really, you know, how can we use our psychic skills to, to benefit us in daily life, things like that. And I also do teach witchcraft at the store. Um, and that's had some really good feedback, and uh, the community out here in, in California is just phenomenal. And a lot of the pagan movement really was um, derived from this area, this, this part of California, um, at least modern-wise. You know, the things that, that we're doing in America and uh, Canada and, and Mexico, you know, this, this part of the world, a lot of things developed here and then spread throughout the rest of the world. So our big claim to fame, really, as American witches, is that we're really progressive and we're really always looking for the new thing to add to our spirituality um, whereas other other places other cultures really root themselves in the past and America's again we're just progressive spiritually um, and that's a blessing not that anything else is wrong with you know being rooted in the past because that's what it's all about but um, that's just specifically you know what we're good at and that really has a home here in San Francisco so I, I'm blessed to be in the community that I am now. Um, I teach the strict tradition of witchcraft, and the strict tradition of witchcraft is very Arabian. Um, when I was going through my magical training, I went through um, a group that was pseudo Gardnerian Wicca, and it was really just kind of a hodgepodge mix of Gardnerian and Alexandrian um, and some other things, and I really just didn't connect to it. I went through and got all the, the degrees and became a high priest, and after that was all said and done with, you know, um, I just didn't feel it. I wasn't feeling this is who I was. And I at, currently at that point in time, I was doing a lot of touring um, as a psychic um, and and as a witch and going and teaching witchcraft and, and teaching psychic development um, at all these pagan festivals and these psychic, um, these psychic fairs. And I met an amazing uh, witch, um, actually Heather Killen, who was on the show last week. And working with her um, really just kind of got the sense that I can, it really isn't about, um, you know, what you were taught, it's what you do with it. And, um, and her and I really had a great working relationship. Um, she was, she was the high priest for the coven that I was priesting at the time and, uh, or high priestess and I was the high priest. And we really just had a wonderful experience and we grew together and learned together. And, uh, so, you know, I, I do have to give her credit for that. She's awesome. <laughs> so go to her festival, go to Earth Warriors Festival. Um, she's, it's, it's an amazing festival and that's really speaks to who she is as a witch. Um, 
at the same point in time, also recognizing that I needed to go experience my own sense of magic, my own sense of power. So um, after moving to California and really realizing that there was a lot of things that I didn't get to address in my classes, there were a lot of things that I didn't get to address um, when I was teaching, and I really wanted to be able to do that. So the Strix tradition was born. And the Strix tradition is really rooted in the belief that you are the heir to divinity. And as a sovereign being, all witches, all, all human beings are sovereign. Um, but part of the path of a witch is to recognize that and to recognize your own sovereignty. And we believe that really the ultimate form of any type of worship to divinity is to recognize that within yourself, recognize that you are divinity. And uh, it really speaks to, as far as the tradition goes, it really speaks to the bohemian soul. It speaks to the person who always felt like the outsider, um, which is where a lot of the Aradian influence comes. Um, Aradia really taught the people who were the lower class. She taught um, the, the thieves and the people who ran away from slavery. And so she taught the outsiders the, the, the craft, and she, re, she uh, rekindled that fire. And so we take those lessons and we work with that. I'm an avid priest of Diana, and that's that's an interesting combination as a male, um, because you don't really find too many male priests to Diana. Um, a lot of it's become a very feminine um, kind of working system. And as much as that has a place within the craft, I also think that, you know, really, just because I have a penis doesn't mean that I don't have a feminine side. And just because a woman has a vagina doesn't mean she has a masculine side. And I found that such a heavy emphasis is placed on our gender and our gender roles within certain traditions of the craft that it really kind of uh, prohibits us from growing in other in certain ways. Um, so as I was going through the, these experiences and recognizing that I didn't fit here and I didn't fit there, um, those, those strong senses of, of really it's not about polarity, it's about... Um, me being a sovereign being and me working within the universe is that and what did that mean and so that's what the tradition's all about and the strict tradition is is really it's it's blessed we're we're blessed to have um the 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 support that we have in the community we're blessed to have the support we have from the goddess and and we're you know we're we're lucky we're very lucky if you if you're interested in the strict tradition you have questions for me um you can email me at modernwitchpodcast at gmail.com or at devon at devonhunter.net. And actually, if you go to my website, devonhunter.net, um, there's some information about the strict tradition up on online under witchcraft. So definitely check that out as well. Um, other than that, I'm a writer. Um, I, I wrote a book called Universal Witch, and um, I, it, it's actually on hold now at the moment. Um, because I'm working on a new project that is called Inherit the Cosmos, a witch's guide to the ultimate power. Um, and it's definitely not a one-on-one book. Um, and so I will give you more details when that's closer to being um, in, in print. Um, in the meantime, you know, I, I've written some stuff for Moonshadows Magazine, um, some other publications as well. And uh, right now, really, as far as writing goes, I'm really just working on, on the one project. Um, and I'm the host of this podcast. And the podcast is really... If, really just the voice I felt the community needed at the time. Um, I've, I've heard a lot of podcasts, and, and there's so many great pagan podcasts out there. But I, you know, being on tour and and going around and doing these teaching gigs and, and working with these amazing witches, I realized there's so much 
that we don't know about in our community because sometimes people don't get published and and they have a really amazing voice or sometimes um, there's there's an artist out there that we should know about who's doing some really great work and so most of the people that I actually interview on this podcast are people that I've met at a festival they're good friends of mine um, or you know some variation thereof um, you know we had Kellyanna on and if, if you really do know her music you know she's she's just profound she's amazing and I met her at a festival um, Heather Killen I met at a, at a festival Kenny Klein I met at a festival um, Christopher Penzak actually met him at a festival um, and we're going to have him on the show next week even uh, you know really just most of the people on here I've, I met when I was on the road and um, I've been blessed to be able to make connections to those people and really get to hear their, their real thoughts about the community and their real thoughts about magic and and I really just wanted to give them the opportunity to talk about that. Uh, there's a lot of amazingly powerful people in the world of witchcraft that nobody really knows about. Um, and, and some of you listening right now are some of those amazingly powerful people in the community that nobody really knows about. Um, and so I wanted to give our, our generation, the, I wanted to give the witchcraft movement, the modern witchcraft movement, a voice. Because ultimately, it's not about how much you learn. That that that's kind of here nor there. Um, it's not about what tradition you come from. You know, the elders of our community worked their asses off to give us this information. They they spent their lives as scholars to the universe to to learn all of the magical lessons that we that they could pass on to us. Scott Cunningham, um, Raymond Buckland, Laurie Cabot, Silver Ravenwolf, um, you know, Alex Sanders. Anybody you can think of. I mean, I mean, I know there's so many more out there um, that I just didn't mention, but all those people really worked their butts off to, to get us where we're at today as a community. And I feel like really it's not about learning all that. I mean, that's an, that's an important part of it, of course, but that's not the main part. As a modern witch, our job is to take that and do something with it. You know, it's we can learn all we want. But if we're not doing anything with it, it doesn't matter. It doesn't count. Um, and so I wanted to be able to, to really speak about that in the podcast and and share some of this great, you know, just knowledge that exists out there that we're just not really privy to most of the time. So the podcast was born. Um, I do want to make an announcement um, about the formatting of the podcast, because actually this is the last episode um, of, of this format. We're actually going to change it around. So coming May 1st on Beltane, I'm going to be releasing a, a much, I don't want to say much longer, but a longer podcast, and it's going to be one podcast per month. And I'm going to switch it around so we're talking more about witchcraft, we're talking more about certain types of spells and magical uses of certain things, um, interviews with, with uh, authors and musicians, we're going to keep that because that's, that's great, that's, that's really what the podcast is about. Um, and, and of course, we're going to have astrology, we're going to have a lot of cool things, but I really wanted to be able to give you a really beautiful, well-polished product. And uh, as my career is taking off, it's, it's, it's hard to do something every week for, for the community. So I wanted to make sure that the podcast was quality. Um, so coming, starting on, on Beltane, which is May 1st, um, we are just going to be producing one podcast per month, um, which is a shift from the, the weekly podcast that we've had now. So um, I'm looking forward to that, and I hope you guys are as well. Um, and yeah, all right. So when we come back after the break, um, we are going to be talking about Mercury Retrograde, uh, because right now, currently, we are in the middle of, well, not in the middle, we're in the very beginning of Mercury Retrograde, and I wanted to talk about that because there are some things that I feel a lot of people aren't aware of when it comes to Mercury retrograde. So stay tuned.
When you are searching for spirit, it's time to enter the Mystic Dream. We are a spiritual and magical marketplace in Walnut Creek, California, specializing in books, music, crystals, classes, and art to inspire the mind and delight the spirit. We are in our 20th year and are open seven days a week. We are proud to offer one of the most diverse selections of any store of our kind. Whether you are into crystals, meditation, feng shui, Buddhism, witchcraft, santeria, channeling, angels, UFOs, the paranormal, alternative healing, or even just beautiful jewelry or inspiring art, the mystic dream has something for you. Can't find what you're looking for? Our friendly and knowledgeable staff is happy to assist you. Want to get a psychic reading or have a bodywork session? We provide a venue for some very talented psychics, intuitives, mediums, tarot readers, hand analysts, massage therapists, and more in an environment that is safe, uplifting, and magical. The Mystic Dream, where ancient wisdom meets the new aeon. Find us on the web at www.themysticdream.com. All right, welcome back. All right, so let's take a moment and let's talk about Mercury retrograde. Um, it, I always see like a million posts on on Facebook and on LiveJournal about, oh, Mercury retrogrades here, you know, head for the hills. In fact, I'm actually guilty of that because I did post that up um, a couple weeks ago. But anyway, so <laughs> um, Mercury retrograde is actually when um, Mercury in, in its cycle um, actually gets a little ahead because of the angle that it's at um, from the rest of the planets. And during that time, usually last a couple weeks, and uh, during that time, the influence of Mercury is actually often sped up. Um, I know that traditionally I was taught that when Mercury retrograde was here, it was because Mercury was um, acting, was actually slower, and it somehow it had um, slowed down within its its actual cycling of the air, of, of, well, of the sun, and um, it, and it brought all these negative things to you when that happened. The Now we know from modern astrology that what's really happening, it's, it's very similar to um, within our place here on Earth, what it, astrologically um, and astronomically, what that actually looks like is it's very similar to two trains um, passing each other. It's, it's that same kind of... Um, effect where it looks like it's moving behind you, but what's but it's still moving forward, and so it's it's these two these two celestial bodies that are actually just passing each other um, because they're going in opposite directions. It doesn't mean that it's moving backwards. It just moves. It means that within its rotation, with within its cycle, it's actually moving faster and it's moving forward. Um, so when that happens during those those periods of Mercury retrograde, the influence that is given. Um, is is often felt and it's very harsh because things that we're trying to communicate to other people just don't really quite um, sink in. Um, our lives tend to kind of go into these really kind of misshapen, mis misplaced um, times. And what's actually happening is that, um, and and I actually got to talk to our our uh, the, the show astrologer uh, James Pieri, and he and I had this this great conversation about 
really, you know, what Mercury retrograde is and what it does. And what it actually does, because it's moving forward, it's moving quicker um, in its rotation um, during its retrograde than, than, than well, with what we are, um, the influence that is felt is actually, essentially, um, we're getting kind of a flash forward into the energies that are going to be coming to us. Um, unfortunately, we're in our current present state. And so it, that's why those experiences feel um, as if they're wrong or if they're some, something's kind of out of whack because something is kind of out of whack. Um, you're, you're experiencing the vibrations of your future, essentially. And so we can take that in a couple different ways. First way is um, we can be horrified of that because, oh, we're having a bad time during a, met- a Mercury retrograde. So that means that our future is going to be bad. No, no, no. It just means that your future is clashing with your present. Um, and if that's really the case and you really feel that influence heavily, um, then there's a couple things that you can do. The first thing you can do um, is essentially you can take the seal of Mercury, um, and I believe it's, I think it's called the, the, the power seal of Mercury, and you can actually draw that on a mirror. Uh, just go to a craft store, get, get a little um, feng shui mirror, a little craft mirror, and you can draw the sigil, um, that circle onto the mirror and you can keep that on your altar and that'll help kind of deflect the influence of mercury i do want to warn against that to a point though because you do need to experience those things and if those are the energies that you're going to be feeling from the future and you're, you're just getting a taste of those and you're in your present that's a good indication of the things that you need to look out for the things that you're going to be experiencing so you can prepare for those things it's it's a lot like everybody getting a psychic insight into what their futures are going to bring. Um, you know, Mercury is the messenger. Uh, so it, it rules and it governs over our, our communication skills, you know, things like that. So if we, if we get upset with Mercury and we, you know, we just let it become this, uh, this cloud over our heads when it's in retrograde, then really we're not really being prepared. We're not really being aware of, of our universe, of what's going on around us. So if you can take the time and you can really, you know, um, appreciate that experience as hard as it may be because i understand that it absolutely can be really just draining um you can take that experience and you can really learn from it and then you can be prepared when things kind of flash and they and they smack you in the face during during uh, you know the future or um that can give you a good indication of of really the way that you need to alter your life if you suddenly get, start having health problems during a mercury retrograde well then why don't you start taking better care of yourself um if you and your husband start fighting during a mercury retrograde um is it really just mercury you have to ask yourself that question too um but if that's happening, then chances are um, that one of you is upset because you're feeling this this future vibration. Um, and so it's it's addressing those things. I always say during a Mercury retrograde, be really observant and, and look at the big picture during a Mercury retrograde. And don't get caught up in the small things that are happening around you because that creates drama. And no one needs the drama. No one, no one needs to absorb themselves within that and so it's taking the time it's taking the motions in the the moment to really allow yourself to um, grow the way that you need to grow because you're getting this flash forward into the future Um, you can also try some energetic supplements some crystals that will help with that Um, you can actually hone your your ability to communicate um, with with these crystals and so since mercury is in retrograde during that point in time and you're having problems communicating not just to yourself but to the universe and and to people around you carrying um, stones like selenite um, which acts as kind of a conduit acts as a really good filter um, you know that that'll help absolutely with communication and with with your ability to understand what's being communicated towards you 
of course, quartz is awesome. And I, and I know every witch has a quartz just about. Um, so, you know, keeping your quartz with you, cleansing it and charging it um, strictly to just be really a magnifying glass for, for communication. Um, you know, using supplements like that to help with that process really will take you a long way. Um, calcite will do that. Optical calcite's amazing for those things. Optical selenite's really good for those things. And so, you know, again, just working with some crystals, bringing those influences in. Um, and the other thing is, which you could do, and what I really do recommend, essentially, is to, when you when you re- recognize that you're having a heavy um, retrograde experience, taking a nice just ritual bath to help clean your own vibrations, um, and that'll go a long way, and not only just to help you process, but if there's information or energy that's coming at you that's just really bombarding and it's it's really aggressive, taking that ritual bath will actually, not again, it'll allow your energy body to cleanse itself, um, and it'll help you process, but it'll also give you the ability to really see and experience the things that are happening to you, so you can get a better understanding of the world around you. Um, so that's essentially Mercury retrograde in a nutshell. It's nothing to be ashamed of. It's nothing or not nothing to be nothing to be afraid of. Um, but it is absolutely something that is is a good force that is good insight into the future. So don't be afraid. Uh, don't don't go hiding underneath a rock. Don't don't keep yourself in bed during Mercury retrograde. Just take a time. Just take the time to really sit back see the big picture, see what's going on, see how Mercury being in retrograde is influencing you so you can be prepared for the future. Again, you know, you can use energetic supplements to help filter that energy. Um, and you, you can take that sigil, you can draw it on a mirror if you're having a particularly negative experience during that retrograde. But it really is something that we should experience, not just as witches, but as people, so we can really be prepared for the future. So, all right, after the break, we are going to have an interview with singer-songwriter David Wood. Welcome back to the Modern Witch Podcast. I'm your host, Devin Hunter. Today in the studio, we have with us David Wood, who is a third-degree clan head for the Black Forest tradition of witchcraft. David's also a singer and a songwriter. David, welcome to the show. Hey, thanks for having me. So for people who don't know much about you, can you tell us a little bit about you and your music? Uh, Well, um, I toured the club circuits uh, back in the early 90s. And I uh, did a lot of dance club music, and uh, my I, I've been a witch since 1987, and uh, that was always there in the background. But then slowly, more witchcraft and spiritual messages have come into my work, and I'm really happy with that right now. So, tried to do a balance of both. So, uh, but I do I. Yeah, I work with music, synthesizers, drum machines. I play all the music and sing all my backup vocals in my home studio, and I just uh, follow my passion and have a great time with it. So, so David, you are a third-degree clan head for the Black Forest tradition of witchcraft. Yes, uh, I am. Can you tell us a little bit about the tradition, its roots, where it comes from? Well, basically the lineage, it's it's traced back to Gerald Gardner and then to Raymond Buckland, uh, from Buckland to Michael Reagan, 
and from Regan to Lord Serpent from Family of the Serpent Stone, and then uh, Silver Ravenwolf was eldered, and she passed her lineage on to me and various other students of hers. <laughs> but uh, we are uh, experts and practitioners of powwow. I think we're the only uh, clan that I know of that actually uses the old uh, Germanic powwow system. So uh, sort of unique about us, I guess. <laughs> That's very cool. So I heard you were in production um, for a new music video. Um, where, when can we expect that to be released? Hopefully by Beltane, May 1st, if not, maybe a week or two after. I'm right now in post-production special effects and stuff. It's a really haunting video, but it's also uh, a good message of hope for a lot of people. Uh, so uh, I, I wanted to do something like that that had meaning, that was uh, creative, uh, has a lot of symbolism in it, uh, different things. Uh, little things you can look for throughout all the video, but I'm really excited about it. I am working on a new single right now also when I get tired of looking at the video screen and uh, just really busy and I'm happy with it. So you're a veteran in the pagan music scene. Um, <laughs> in your opinion, where is pagan music headed? Is veteran a way to call me old? <laughs> <laughs> I would never accuse you of being that. I'm never old, never, never. Um, I, where do I see it going? Um, I, whichever way spirit takes it, I think it's going great right now. I mean, you've got people. I think uh, Kellyanna is on your show. Yeah, she. We just and had her back a couple weeks ago. Yeah, I love her. Um, <laughs> uh, when she sings "Lady Moon," just nobody else could ever do that song. So I, I really like her, and I like Wendy Rule. And uh, I would just love to do a duet with Wendy Rule. That would that would be great. So, but you know, one day maybe maybe she's listening. <laughs> <laughs> but uh, I think it's going more modern. I really do more modern pop uh, things like that. I mean, we've come a long way both as a religion and you know pagan music too. I mean, you got a. It started out with a lot of folk music, which is great in its own, you know, field there, but it, it's, we've got more rock and roll now, more well-produced, high-polished stuff, and I, I think I want to fit in that category and sort of um, be something different, you know, it's like, I, I don't think there's a lot of dancey pagan music out there, and I, I hope I do sort of carve a niche there for people who are more comfortable with that genre of music but are still beginning new or uh, old-time followers of the old religion. So, you know, I, I think there's room for everybody, and I, I just want to fit in there a little bit too. So. <laughs> My fans are everything. That is, you know, I have fans email me all the time, tell me stories. Uh, my song got them through this or or something to that effect, or somebody comes up to me at a show and says, I love this song. That is the best feeling you could ever have because you know what they're for a musician they're your boss and uh so while i'm on here i just want to give a shout out to all of them and just say i love you and thank you so we're actually going to listen to a song that is one of one of david's and it's called autumn girls Oh, <laughs> 
inspiration for writing that song for autumn girls um basically that song come back I, w- I was sitting and being nostalgic one day and thinking about one of the first covens i was in ever um after being solitary for years and some of the girls that were in the coven and stuff they were just always high-spirited and they they uh were witchy for lack of a better term they always wore their crushed velvet and they had their jet black and red hair and and you know what they were just sort of cool to me and I could just always see them walking down the street in my mind with autumn leaves blowing and stuff and that sounds real hokey but at the same time that's what I wanted the song to be about is that that fun that uh looking apart when you want to uh, so I couldn't come up with the words for it. I couldn't come up with a storyline. So I contacted uh, my best friend and one of my artists, Lady Breedwin, and uh, she came up with the lyrics for Autumn Girls, and she took it to a whole other level than I was even going with it, and it turned out wonderful. As soon as I read it, I was like, this is it. We have got to record this. So 
there's the meaning behind the song for that. So, David, in your new album, Shades of the Hecate Tree, there is a song called The Great Right in Motion. And <laughs> that's that's another one of your songs that you, you did every instrument and you, and you were all the backup vocals on. Is that true? Uh, yes, yes, yes. Tweaked a few things here and there, tweaked a few sounds here and there. And it, it, there's nothing new under the sun. So, uh, it, to me, there's something else that sounds like, but I've not put my finger on it yet but i just love that beat and what the whole song represents lady breedwin wrote the lyrics for that one too and it's just it's pure sexuality (laughs) well let's take a listen
David, so you write both spiritual and non-spiritual music. As an yeah. artist, how have you found that balance? Well, as an artist and as a witch uh, alone, you, you always have to walk with one foot in both worlds, um, between the worlds. And uh, you got to find a balance uh, in everything. Uh, we try to balance the elements, emotions of our day-to-day life. We, we do everything. So being a witch, I think it's a little bit easy because – you can't always live in a dream world all the time, and pop music, I mean, since I was a little boy, has always been a big part of me. So I just took that music and write spiritual things around it, uh, have friends write spiritual things around it and use those. And so I, I think I'm pretty well balanced with the music. I, there's not a problem switching from one to the other because it's my life, and you know, witchcraft is a part of my life. I can write about that. I can also write about day-to-day things that – uh, me as just a normal human being can go through, and uh, that's there too. I mean, I don't think I should write technically one genre or the other. I just I, I think that would be silly for me. So there's that. <laughs> <laughs> well, how do you feel your involvement in witchcraft has has shaped your music? Mm, well, shaping my music it it brings out the mystical side. Uh, it, it just it, when I start writing music like like uh, Hecate, for instance, I went somewhere else. When I wrote Hecate, I was somewhere else. She was sitting right in front of me with the brightest green eyes you've ever seen. So that song that that's her singing through me. That, that I mean, the lyrics, all that came right out, and that song was written in one evening and recorded in one evening in actually two takes. So something was going on there. It was storming and everything, and uh, you can't – if you listen to just my vocal track on that song alone, you could probably hear the storm in the background. So I went ahead and added a sound effect to make it more prominent with more rain and stuff. So that's just one example of how witchcraft has come into my music. Um, it's my faith. It's what I hold dear, and it's gotten me through a lot of hard times just by turning inward and uh, focusing on spirit. So, David, in the pre-interview, you actually mentioned that you were opening up your website, davidwoodmusic.com, to other pagan artists. Can you tell us a little bit about that? Well, not only do I want to do my own music and, and my songs, but I also love to help other people, too. And uh Lady Breedwin is one of my uh, first artists that I've taken on, uh, sort of like a small little label, if you will. But I, I'm not ready to go that big yet, but I'm, but I'm helping produce other people's CDs, uh, such as Lady Breedwin. She's a great meditation uh, artist, and uh, I wrote the music for all the meditations on her CD, A Witch's Journey. So she's one of the first I've taken on. And uh, I'm looking at a couple, maybe one other meditation artist, and uh, hopefully somebody with some uh, musical talent as well. I want to help produce, record, and just get out there and sort of be like a small pagan label, if you will. 
That's that's really exciting. Well, David, thank you for coming on the show. Um, thank I you. know we've really enjoyed your music, and we're going to hear more uh, of David's music towards the end of the show. Um, but if we wanted to find out more about you, where could we go to find uh, you can go to www.davidwoodmusic.com. Uh, I'm also open for bookings for, for performances. And um, always MySpace, Facebook, you can get links to those off the website as well. All right. Well, David, once again, thank you so much for being on the show. Thanks for having me, Devin. It's been great. All right, and on the next episode, um, don't forget we're going to have a lot of changes, so I'm looking forward to your feedback. Uh, we're also going to be interviewing Christopher Pinzak, who's just an amazing person. He's a good friend of mine, and uh, he's definitely an inspiration to the community, so I'm looking forward to having him on the show. Uh, we are also going to do a roundtable discussion for the first time, which is really exciting for me. Uh, we're going to be talking about Beltane. Uh, we're going to talk about magic. We're talking about all kinds of cool stuff, so I'm looking forward to being uh, listening to you know our podcast and... Uh, and also, we're going to have Astrology by James Jacob Pieri from OssetGypsy.com. So it's going to be an awesome show. It's going to be the first um, of the monthly episodes versus weekly episodes. So again, I'm really looking forward to you hearing the changes to the show. Um, and we're going to put a much more magical influence on the show. Uh, so I really feel like this is all for the good. So definitely check us out. Don't forget, you can find more information about the podcast at or by going to ModernWitch.Podbean.com. Uh, you can email me at Modern which podcast at gmail.com you can check out my website www.devinhunter.net uh, you can email me there at devin at devinhunter.net you can also check out our website www.themysticdream.com and i got one more website for you go to davidwoodmusic.com uh, david thank you so much for being on the show i really appreciated that and uh, I hope everybody really enjoyed this as much as I did. Have a absolutely amazing Mercury Retrograde, and I will see you on May 1st. This is Hecate by David Wood.
Yeah. 